We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Colts Nation, welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice, guys. We are officially in the boring part of the offseason. The free agency has kind of concluded at this point. The NFL draft has concluded a couple weeks ago. So we thought that we would make a video about all the Colts moves so far. We took a look at all the freaking moves the Colts have made. Realized that's not very realistic to talk about every single move and rank them all. So what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to put them in a tier list, right? So if you're not familiar with that, what that means, we're going to basically look at every move. I'm going to say the move. Derek's going to put it in a tier list, ranging all the way from A, which is the best, the top tier with his favorite moves, or some of his favorite moves, to F, which is like, why would you make that move? I hate that move. And everything and anything in between, we're going to have all the grades all the way up to that. So let's get into it. All right, let's start here. With the first move, the first big move of the offseason, March 4th, Indianapolis Colts traded quarterback Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders in exchange for a couple draft picks that included swapping second-round picks with Washington, a third-round pick this year that the Colts used, and also a third-round pick next year, which could be a conditional turn into a second-round pick if Carson Wentz plays a certain amount of snaps. And, oh, by the way, the Colts also got Washington to take on the entirety of Carson Wentz's contract. So, Derek, overall, what do you give this grade here? What tier do you put the Carson Wentz trade into? Strictly for the fact that the Colts were able, that Ballard was somehow able to convince the commanders to take that contract, that puts it in the A tier for me. Uh, A tier. Yeah, just for the fact that, you know, I mean, the, the draft compensation's good. I would have given that a B just for the fact that, you know, what he was even able to get anything for Wentz of that nature, that deserves a B tier. But then on top of it, to take that entire contract and not have to eat any of it, I mean, has really helped the Colts in the long term. What we're seeing right now, them being able to sign a couple of these uh, ad depth pieces that we're doing right now over the last few weeks, that that them being able to take that contract was huge for us. Yeah, the contract alone gives it an A for me, for sure. Because the Colts, remember, they weren't going to find a trade partner. They were probably going to outright cut Carson Wentz. So the fact they were able to get some decent compensation, all, all things considered, I mean, look what the Colts gave up versus what you know they recouped. I mean, obviously, they still gave up more than they recouped, but they got a third-round pick, which they actually ended up 
uh, trading back and getting another third-round pick. So really, they got two third-round picks there and then potentially a second-round pick next year. I mean, obviously, you'd like to have your first-round pick back from this 2022 draft, but all things considered, adding on to the contract, I agree. I put that in the A-tier list. All right, let's move on now. The second move the Colts made, this one was more of an internal move. The Colts re-signed tight end Mo Cox to a three-year contract. What are your thoughts on that move? What Where do you put it? Um, I am going to put it, uh, you know, I think people are going to, I think people are going to get mad at me for saying this. I'm going to say C tier. I'm going to say okay. C tier for the only reason of the fact that we are paying Molly Cox $6 million a year for, you know, the potential of what he could bring in the red zone, right? Like there's a lot of tight ends that are in the league right now that are getting similar stats to Molly Cox and are getting paid half of what he is right now. So, you know, I think that the contract alone is what puts me in a C tier here. I don't hate bringing back Molly Cox. I felt like it was the smart thing to do, but I just felt like that amount of a contract was a little too much for what you're hoping to bank on him being relatively a lot more productive than what he was. I would probably just go slightly above that. I would go probably B tier, but probably low B tier because it was kind of like a meh move. Like you needed to bring him back, especially with Jack Doyle retiring. But yeah, I I didn't really love bringing it back for, you know, the amount you did for three years. I would have probably done like a two year, one to two year deal personally. Now I get it. You need some stability at tight end, especially now that, you know, the other only other guy at that point under contract was Kylan Granson, who was a rookie last year. So you, you needed some stability there. I like the fact that now you have kind of that veteran within your locker room still. You needed that, especially with Doyle retiring. So, you know, I think it's it's a solid move, but it wasn't anything spectacular. I'm just glad that they were able to bring him back. And I think he'll be a, a decent piece for this team moving forward. And I'm excited to see what if him and Matt Ryan can get any sort of connection going. Um, because he's shown potential for sure. But at this point, you're right. It's only been potential. So... All right, let's continue here. Uh, a couple moves here that the Colts did. Uh, first off, they brought back Zaire Franklin, special teams captain. Um, what was your thoughts on that one? Where would you put that one? Um, I think that one is B tier. Um, I think that for what you know Zaire Franklin is for your team, I didn't even care that we we're paying him $4 million a year uh, for that. I know some people were like, why would you pay a backup linebacker that much money? But Again, what he what he is for your team as a captain and as a special teams guy and a, a solid depth piece, I felt like that was uh, important. Okay, I'd probably actually flip flop with you and go see here just because of the contract, like you talked about. Okay. Like, and and I get it. Like, and I've and I've been big proponent of special teams. I think it matters, but I think he's slightly overpaid for him. But it is what it is at okay. the end of the day. So, um, but I still think it's a good signing. I mean, he's your captain, so I thought you had to bring him back at this point. So. You know, if you're making me choose between him and Matthew Adams, I would have obviously said Zaire Franklin. So I'm I'm glad they made the move. I just think maybe I would have paid him slightly a little bit less if you could, but I get it. So right after Moelle Cox signed his contract extension and Zaire Franklin signed their extensions, uh, the Colts also signed cornerback Brandon Faison from free agency. He would play at Vegas with Gus Bradley. There's some connection there. Derek, what would you give this signing? Um, I mean, I'll probably say it's a low B tier for me. Um, good corner depth, you know, face on has some good playing experience, 
this isn't a guy that's been in the league for two years and has maybe had a few snaps. You know, this is a guy that's been a very, you know, experienced corner in this league. And I really think that he's going to provide some good depth for you. And again, knowing the system and Gus Bradley, you know, I think that makes a lot of sense in the pick that you got for him there. Right. And if he's going to be your number four corner, um, I feel pretty good about that. I feel pretty good about the corner room, right? Because, I mean, he played some some starter snaps last year, so he has some experience there. So, you know, knock on wood, obviously, that, you know, no injuries happen. But if they do, you still feel okay having a guy like Brandon Face on out there as your number two outside corner. So I would give it a B as well. I like the familiarity with the Gus Bradley defense. Um, I think he's an experienced corner that brings a little bit more um, of that depth, like you talked about, a little bit more of that experience alongside a guy like Stephon Gilmore as well. So, yeah, I thought that was a pretty decent pick as well. All right, uh, let's move on now to the next move. The Colts brought back another guy, tackle Matt Pryor, who they traded for last year, seventh-round pick. Turned into it actually a pretty good player for them last year, filling in for Braden Smith at right tackle, filling in at right guard at some times, and potentially has a shot this year to be the starter at left tackle. That's kind of been his focus. He's obviously going to have to compete with Bernard Ryman and Dennis Kelly as well, but he certainly has a shot. What are your thoughts on this move, the Colts bringing him back on a one-year deal. I think that was B-tier. Uh, I liked Matt Pryor, and either way, whether he's going to be the starting left tackle or not, still a good player. You needed to bring him back for offensive line depth, especially with the fact that, you know, you lost a bunch of your guards. You know, you you needed some depth at wherever you could get. So that kind of contract for a guy that played that well the previous year, that was a good uh, contract for them. I, I'm right there with you. I'm going to give him a B as well. All right, Taekwon Lewis was the next guy that got a contract extension from the Colts. We've talked about him a lot, how much we really enjoyed and have enjoyed seeing him progress from where he was a couple seasons ago to now where he is now as a player. But unfortunately, his season was cut short in that Tennessee game. Um, you know, he was out for the year after that. I believe it was a interception or a fumble. It was, it was I still a, don't quite know it was. It was an interception. But. He dropped back into coverage, intercepted yeah. it, and then was yeah. running and then just blew his own knee out. Oh, yeah, he fumbled it. That's right. Yeah, he fumbled it then mm-hmm. out of bounds. All right. Yeah, that, that's what happened. Uh, but anyway, what would you rank this one, Derek? Um, again, I'm, I'm going to go B tier with this. Uh, I'd say high B tier. I mean, what he has, uh, what he's done, you know, getting himself better. We talked about it in the previous video, talking about uh, makes and breaks. Uh, this guy, you know, just is a phenomenal player. And, you know, I hope as long as he continues to uh, progress the way he has, getting someone like that for $3 million is a really good depth piece. So let's move on to another trade that the Colts made here. This one is actually a player for player trade. The Colts traded cornerback Rocky Sin to the Las Vegas Raiders. And in that trade, they acquired defensive end Yannick Ngakwe out of that one. Where are you going here, Derek? Oh, that's A tier. A tier 100% because not only for the player who, by the way, like you stated several times, has been one of the most efficient guys at getting to the quarterback since coming into the NFL at the position that you needed to. I mean, we said on top of it, not just the quarterback position, but defensive end was so important for the Colts to get some kind of improvement at that position. And they got two birds with one stone there, let alone you get you not only improve the position, but you improve it with a really good player. So I, I'm I'm happy with it. That's that's A tier for me. And only having yeah. to give up one of your young corners that you felt strongly about somebody else that you can bring in along the way. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and I got ridiculed for this when we did our last video, but I had this as my favorite move that the Colts made the entire offseason because for the simple fact, how many draft picks have you invested in trying to find your future at pass rush? Too many to count. I mean, too many to count. It's ridiculous. And what what have you gotten for it? For it? Really nothing. Inconsistency flashes, but inconsistency. So now you get a guy who consistency is his name, right? Derek, there's only a couple players who have had eight-plus sacks in the last couple years. You want to know those two players? What's that? Aaron Donald and Yannick Ngakwe. And we talk about a model of consistency. He's healthy. He can do things. He's consistent. That is something this team has not had at the defensive end position, honestly, since Robert Mathis. Mm -hmm. I'm not even kidding. It's been that bad. Yeah. Um, How bad it's been at defensive end for the Colts. It's been terrible. And so you bring in Yannick, who's only 27 years old. Only 27. So this isn't just a short-term Chandler Jones solution, right? You know, which is a guy we really wanted, right? But this is a guy now that's going to be your future for a while, right? And you hope that after his contract expires, the Colts are going to bring him back. I really think they will, and they should, because he is a very effective pass rusher. Um, But that's just something you have lacked for so incredibly long at defensive end. Just a consistent edge guy. And Yannick finally gives you that guy for the immediate and also hopefully for the near future as well. So clearly for me, I get this one an A. Oh, clearly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, Cody. <laughs> well, it matters, man. It matters. You got to be able to protect the quarterback. You got to be able to get after the team's quarterback. Yep. And the Colts have not been able, they couldn't do either of those last year at all. So um, I love that. I absolutely love that. All right. Uh, let's go now to one that we have never really talked about beyond a video. Brandon King, a linebacker. Uh, more of a special teams guy, but uh, he's been a really good special teams guy for New England. What would you give this signing? Um, I'll just I'll go low C tier, like you said, just adding adding that depth for special teams and a couple other things. You know, I, I just wasn't I, I didn't know much about Brandon King at the time, but I know that obviously Ballard likes to get his special teams guys, especially people from New England. Seems to be the uh, seems to be the common trend nowadays that Ballard just loves to steal people from the well, Patriots that they just seem to not have use for. And then they turn out to be studs. So you don't want to know why that is. It's Bubba Ventrone. That's why it is. Yep. It's exactly why. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. I, I, I think that could be potentially a good thing, especially because you lost like George Odom, for example, who was a key special teams player for you. Matthew Adams as well, who you lost in free agency. So you had to add some more special teams guys. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. It's not going to break the bank at all. He really hasn't played much linebacker in this league, but I think he's a good special teams player, so I'll give that one a C. All right, uh, another one. Under the radar signing here, I think. Rodney McLeod, former Eagle. Um, he's a little bit older. He's he's in his 30s now, but he's still an effective player when he's out there. Um, and, you know, we all know with last year how much the Colts struggled at depth at safety and having a quality third safety. I mean, George Odom played well. But, you know, the, the depth was certainly tested last year with both Blackman and Kari Willis. So what would you give this move overall, the Rodney McLeod signing? It's it's definitely B tier for me. I mean, given, like you said, with the uh, the needed depth, you know, we saw it last season, the secondary get shredded with injuries. And to not only get depth, but get a veteran guy in this league that has been to a Super Bowl and won a Super Bowl, uh, and you know, do it with Frank Reich at that, you know, I mean, it's, 
it, it's great to have a guy like that in a in a secondary that has a bunch of young guys in it that are still learning and trying to understand things. So it was a very underrated signing, and I, I think it's turning out to be going to be a really good investment for them. Yeah, absolutely. This kind of gives me the the Chris Reed vibe from a year ago when the Colts brought him in. And nobody really knew who he was. You know, it was kind of under the radar signing, but he turned out to be actually a pretty important piece for that offensive line last year. I could see McLeod playing a similar role for that defense in that secondary, especially if injuries do happen again in that safety room. So uh, I would agree with you there. I think it's a B signing, but it could turn into an A signing. We'll see. All right, uh, let's move on now. Colts, next move. big Another big move they did in their secondary. They brought in former Defensive Player of the Year, Stephon Gilmore, on a two-year contract. What are your thoughts overall on this move, Derek? Where would you put it? I'm, I'm going to put this at A tier. I mean, again, a, a position of need that, you know, you really brought in uh, because, you know, you needed somebody to get to replace Rocky Sin after, you know, he was traded and you really needed that number one outside corner. You didn't feel like you had that, but now you feel confident in Stephon Gilmore that if he's healthy, you know, can be that number one corner for you, that lockdown man-to-man corner that, you know, just won't get shredded every time that, you know, goes down the field. So I'm I'm excited for what Stephon Gilmore can bring to this defense in total. And, you know, for the contract that you got him at for about, you know, 11 and a half, 12 million a year. I mean, that's a very impressive contract. And I, I think that it was the one move that you and I really wanted to have happen, but didn't think it actually would. And I just think it's a great one. And I, I that's why I have to put it a tier here. And, and the fact that you were able to get your pass rusher, you trade away a corner and then get a stud corner when he's healthy. I mean, that's just like, boom, like that is, that is a great off season right there. Uh, and I love the fact that you've got Stefan Gilmore in a multi-year deal too. So you don't have to worry about the corner position if he's healthy for two years, at least. Um, there is some concerns, obviously, about the injuries and things like that. Um, you know, is he still going to be the same player as he was? Um, you know, those are all valid questions as well, but I think I'm right there. I'm like B plus, A minus tier. I'm like right in the middle there from a B to an A, just because I'm a little concerned about the injury. That's the only reason. Gotcha. But I don't question the ability of Stefan Gilmore. Like his resume speaks for itself, right? So, um, but I do think it was a good move. I really, really like the move. Um, and I really think it could pay dividends here this season and could help guys like Isaiah Rogers and even Kenny Moore and some of these young boys in the secondary uh, to learn from a guy that's been there, done that, who's been a Super Bowl player, you know, and have been an all-pro type of player a ton in his career. So I'm excited for that move, and I think it's a move we don't talk about quite enough, but we probably should. Um, all right, let's continue now. Um, Ashton Doolin signed his tender, contract tender. At that point, the Colts really hadn't addressed wide receiver at all. Um, what are your thoughts overall on the Colts bringing back Ashton Doolin on that tender? Um, I think it's B tier because for one, you're getting a guy that not only, you know, you think could maybe get a few offensive snaps this year, but on top of it, you know, feel that, um, you could end up seeing him, you know, take over that role on special teams even more than what he did last year, you know, was the leading tackler on this team and special teams last season. So, you know, getting that guy for, you know, dirt cheap is, is a really good signing. And you already know how I feel about Ashton Doolin. I don't even need yeah, to tell you. I, I, I'm gonna I, go, I know. I'm going to yeah. go B. I'm going to go B. I'm surprised you did, honestly, but uh, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Not that much of a hater. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh huh. Some days I wonder. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, let's continue on. Let's go to the draft now. Colts had uh, they had a pretty good draft. I think a lot of people would say uh, their first pick they had wide receiver Alec Pierce in that second round. Uh, what are your thoughts overall on that move? Uh, I uh, I'm going to probably put that at probably going to say a tier for me. I know some people would be like, "Wow, that's way too high." Again, the fact that they got him not at pick 42, but at pick 53, you know, to move back even further to get him and then still were able to get another pick to go with it, I think just goes to show just how much they wanted him. And they got lucky with where they had him at. And again, the potential with Alec Pierce is through the roof. I agree. I mean, the dude is freaky. Six uh, three, you know, two fifteen. Him and Pittman on both sides of each other. I mean, that's just that's just insane. That's not fair in terms of height and athletic ability. And and Alec Pierce, uh, like we talked about, I don't think he was properly used at Cincinnati like he should have been. Right. So um, I really feel like he has a lot of potential to grow. Um, he can really grow in his route running, for example. A lot of that's been kind of his biggest knock coming out. So you know, working with guys like Reggie Wayne out there, and if the Colts bring back T. Y. Hilton, for example. Uh, that could go a long way in his development. So I think athletically, he's got everything you're looking for. And uh, I think he's got a lot of potential. I think his potential through the roof. So I'm excited for Alec Pierce as well. Um, all right, let's continue on here uh, for the Colts um, in this draft. In the third round, then, they took tight end Jelani Woods. What are your thoughts on this one? I mean, athletic freak, right? RAS score of a 10 out of 10, which is unheard of. At this point, like you don't, you don't find guys like that. They don't just grow on trees. What are your thoughts on the Colts and their drafting of Jelani Woods in round three? Again, I think it's, I think it's a because you know where I mean, tight ends were going in that third round, and you know to get a physical freak like Jelani Woods. I mean, again, the potential of a guy like that is just through the roof. So it has to be a tier. You think so? Oh yeah. Wow. That's kind of crazy that you got to get a tier because I think initially we were kind of like, uh, I mean, it's fine, you know, but after I think hearing what Chris Ballard and them said about how he, that was probably one of his favorite moves, that's kind of like, OK, we probably should listen to that a little bit. Right. We're like, yeah, OK, I see what he sees now. Like, there's no wonder you look at some of his highlights and some of his tape. I mean, he's big, but he can move for a big boy oh, for yeah. sure. Um, so and that and keep in mind, that was. Uh, from Washington right there, pick number 73 overall. Um, all right, let's keep going here. Colts had another pick a couple couple picks later. This one was one that they traded down from 53, or down to 53 from 42. And with that pick, they selected Bernard Ryman, offensive tackle from Central Michigan. I think this was a pick, Derek, that we were all holding our breath that he would still be there. We were shocked that he was still there when the Colts picked, but we were overjoyed when the Colts picked him. Here in that third round, what grade though would you give him? What tier would you put him in? I'm giving this a tier as well. I mean, again, getting Ryman at 73 or at 77, actually, at the spot they had, I mean, that that was impressive, you know, to potentially get your future left tackle in the third round. I mean, that's impressive because Ryman should have gotten drafted in the second round. He just did it and he fell to the Colts and that was a that was a win win for them. Absolutely, absolutely. That was, we were jumping for joy, man, jumping for joy. All right, uh, the Colts had 
actually they didn't have this pick. They traded up to get a guy in Nick Cross, safety from Maryland. This one, we were all, we were shocked. We're like, the Colts are back on the board, man. What What's going on? And then the Colts went and picked him. We're like, okay, they must really, really love this guy to trade up all those picks to get him and give up a, fir- a future third-round pick to get him. What grade would you put this, though, in a tier list? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm probably going to have to stick with my word here and say that I'm going to put this A tier as well because – I've been saying it so much over Twitter. I feel like it'd be hypocritical for me to put this B tier if I didn't uh, back up my words that I've been saying on Twitter. I mean, the potential of a Nick Cross really just makes you feel like he's Bob Sanders 2.0. He's just taller and more athletic, a little bit more athletic. Uh, So I, I love Nick Cross. I love his game. I love his attitude. I love the way he plays. I want to. I I would just love to see him play right now. So I'm I'm excited to see what he has. But again, that whole day two, that's a tier for me for the Colts. Yeah. Wow. All right. And now the Colts didn't have a fourth round pick, uh, but they did have a pick in the fifth round, and they picked with that Eric Johnson, defensive tackle from Missouri State. What are your thoughts on this one? Um, I am probably, here's the thing. I'll get a lot of flack for this, but I'll go C tier with this one. Um, I I think that just, you're taking a lot more of a chance on an Eric Johnson because of the size and the strength and the speed of him. You definitely like what he shows, you know, just ultimately really small school, you know, just there's limited production, you know, it's just that's going to be more of a chance uh, one for me. But again, you know what the Colts see, they might see a potential, you know, backup defensive tackle, who knows, but I just think accolade sake, I just don't see it as being anything above a C. I mean, I think also, I will say that I think it was a big need that nobody talked about was the backup yeah. one tech 100%. right behind Grover Stewart. Like, cause you lost Taylor Stallworth to free agency. And he didn't have anybody else. And you're like, okay, who's going to fill that role? Is it going to be Antoine Woods? Is it going to be somebody else? And the Colts answered with Eric Johnson. And so, you know, from a raw athletic standpoint, I think he's got everything you're looking for. So I'm going to go B here just because uh, I think it's very valuable to just have another guy like that that could be an effective run stopper and just help you out. You know, Wing Grover does need some, you know, air and stuff like that. So I think it was a solid pick. Nothing spectacular. Didn't make me jump out of my seat or anything, but. Um, I thought it was a solid pick here in the fifth round, um, especially with that need still being there. So, all right, let's continue on now to round number six, pick 192. The Colts selected another tight end, Drew Ogletree from Youngtown State. This is the guy that I think all Colts Nation was like, who? Who is this guy? You know, and I don't even know where Youngtown State is, you know? Like, who is this guy? So, what? but what would you say, Derek, in terms of a grade? Because the physical freak as well, you'll notice a trend here in this draft all super high raw athletic scores and, and Drew Ogletree is no different here. What would you give him in terms of grade? I'm I'm going to go with D tier here. Um, listen, I, I hope Drew Ogletree proves me wrong. I hope that Drew Ogletree finds a way onto this roster. I just felt like you could have, you could have stretched to maybe try and get something different in that position. Uh, that's probably the only reason I would drop it so much. And, you know, it's small, a uh, small town, you know, small school, you know, just with high potential because of his size. 
we'll we'll just have to see how it pans out. Yeah. I was just kind of like, this time seems like a luxury pick at this point. You know, you already have how many tight ends on your roster already. Uh, you really need another one. But, you know, he's, you know, six round. I don't have a problem with it just because, you know, it's a project guy. Like, he's not going to probably make the final 53 man. And I'm honestly okay with that. Um, I think it's totally fine. So I think overall, I'll just give it a C because, you know, he could pan out and he could not pan out. And that's kind of how you, you know, kind of the risk you have to take here in that sixth round. You more draft guys based on athletic traits than you do versus you know guys who are actually going to make probably an impact year one at all. So I'm fine with it. I wasn't like a huge fan of it, but I was like, yeah, whatever. But the next pick, I think we can both say we were pretty shocked he was still here and pretty excited. And, and that says something if you're, you're excited about a six round pick here. But the Colts took Curtis Brooks out of Cincinnati. Alec Pierce's teammate. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, for Curtis Brooks, man. I mean, I'm gonna put this at high B tier. I was debating between A and B because, you know, the reason I have this one above the Eric Johnson one, like I'm not disagreeing with you in the sense that defensive tackle was definitely a need, but um, when it comes to the accolades that you get from a Curtis Brooks, I mean, this is a guy that was on a Cincinnati defense that was one of the top five defenses in the, in the NFL or not the NFL in college football at that time. So like, him coming from that spot, you know, I think really goes to speak more volume to who he is as a player. And I think that's why I would have him much higher on this list than Eric Johnson, because, you know, at, he was the, one of the most productive defensive tackles in the whole draft class. And you get him in, in the sixth round. I mean, that alone should be a, a high B tier, almost a tier. Yep, and it was just the size. I think that was the big reason, the big knock on him, which is like, whatever. I mean, Colts have had some pretty good success with guys who haven't been, quote-unquote, the biggest or the right size uh, in the past. So I'm perfectly okay with it. If he's productive, who cares about how big he is? All right, uh, last pick the Colts had here in this draft, round number seven, they had finally addressed corner. They addressed it with Rodney Thomas, DB, out of Yale. He also can play a little bit of safety as well. Uh, what would you give this one? Uh, I am probably going to uh, give this one a C tier. You know, again, the position flexibility, the athlete that he is, I think it it's a good uh, thing to remember. But at the same time, you know, coming from an Ivy League, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he makes the roster. Yeah, it will be interesting. I'm I'm, I'm intrigued about this one. Uh, I don't know anything about him hardly at all. But, you know, the physical tools are there as well. So you never know. All right. Um, all right. The Colts had a few more signings here post draft. They had uh, Dennis Kelly, who they signed right after the draft to tackle. Um, a, more, a really experienced tackle, a 10 year vet in the league. He's played with Tennessee. He's played with Green Bay. He's played some right tackle. He's played some left tackle. You think he's going to potentially factor into that competition at left tackle? If not, certainly going to be a quality depth piece there at the tackle position. Derek, we know how hard it is to find quality depth at the tackle position. So what would you give this grade? Uh, I'm, I'm giving this a B tier, you know, because Dennis Kelly, you know, the position flexibility to go along with the good play that he can bring, you know, makes a lot of sense. And like you said, so many times throughout the off season, how the tackle depth is so hard to find and especially quality tackle depth at that, you know, Ballard wasn't going to just go sign the next Julian Davenport. 
Okay, that wasn't going to happen again. You have to get somebody that you know can step in and at least be average to above average when it comes to playing in this league. And Dennis Kelly is definitely all of that and more. And I love, I love the pick. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be B tier for me. Yeah, I think you're. I'm right there with you. I like it. I thought it was a quality depth signing that late in the off season. So he's played. He's had some experience starting. So I think that's very valuable. All right, a couple more moves that the Colts made as well. First off, they signed running back Philip Lindsay. Uh, he was a guy that a couple of years ago everybody was looking at him like, could this guy be a one of the top backs in the league? Like he came in as an undrafted rookie first couple seasons in Denver, and he was just absolutely tearing it up. And then he's kind of bounced around the last couple of years, right? He bounced around last year with Houston and Miami, and then he became a free agent, and the Colts signed him. Uh, you know, they only signed him to a one-year deal, but you kind of look at him like, could this guy potentially be a nice relief piece for Jonathan Taylor, right? Because we all know, and, and the Colts have admitted it, and people have said it, the Colts overworked Jonathan Taylor last year. And we saw what happened last year with Derrick Henry when he was overworked for years on years on end. Uh, it starts to catch up with you after a while. And so we do wonder, like with Naheem Hines and what he's doing, maybe out of the slot a little bit more, could Philip Lindsay potentially have a role here on this offense? Or is he going to have similar, like a Marlon Mack kind of reserve role, not really do a whole lot? Or is he even going to make the final 53, man? We, you know, we don't know. Uh, but what would you give this signing overall, Derek? I mean, I, I know that I was uh, much higher on this uh, signing than most other people in Colts Nation. Uh, I'm putting this at B tier because, again, what you've seen from him in his past, I mean, I mentioned it in the video that he's he was at one point being talked about as potentially the next best running back in the NFL at that time. And, you know, I know he's gone off the rails a little bit with, you know, going to a couple different teams over the last few years. But I think now with him being in a situation where, you know, he's in Indianapolis and having one of the better offensive lines that he's had to deal with. I think you could see a resurgence of a Philip Lindsay. So I'm going B tier. Okay. All right. I'll probably go C tier just because I don't know if he's going to have a role. If he does, what's it going to look like? Is he going to make the final 53? We'll see. But he very much could. I think it's a low risk, potentially high reward signing. I'll say that. So. All right, the last guy that we have here that actually just happened here recently, uh, the Colts signed quarterback Nick Foles to a two-year deal. Uh, now, Nick Foles obviously will be the backup to Matt Ryan this next season, maybe for the following season as well. We'll see if he plays out the whole two years here in Indianapolis. But, you know, Frank Reich and him reunite, you know, after that, you know, historic 2017 season where, you know, Nick Foles was, at the end of the day, the MVP of the Super Bowl. Uh, he has a lot of experience as a backup quarterback. I know there's been a lot of controversy around this signing, but I personally was okay with it, Derek, just because you didn't have any guys with experience. I mean, the only guy you had on your roster that had any sort of experience was Sam Ellinger, and last year it was just the preseason. And he didn't really look, he didn't look that great in the preseason. So I was terrified if Matt Ryan were to go down for any reason with the backup quarterback position. But now with Nick Foles, at least you have a guy that you think potentially if something bad happens, he can at least keep the ship afloat. Uh, for a couple games or so. Yeah, I mean, this is easy B tier. I mean, I don't I don't really care if anyone says that they hate the Nick Foles news. I mean, again, you're getting a guy in Nick Foles that's a quality backup that the distance between Matt Ryan and Nick Foles, if there was a drop-off, it's as minimal as you could get for just about anything. So 
again, I like this. I, I love the signing by of Nick Foles, and I think it's great that the Colts, you know, understood that they needed a backup in case something random happened. So I, I like it. It's B tier for me, easy. Well, I just want to clarify because I know there'll be somebody who's saying, Derek, are you saying that Nick Foles is almost as good as Matt Ryan? No, no. he's not saying that. No, not he's not saying, saying that. I think what you're trying to say is that compared to Sam Ellinger and Matt Ryan, Nick Foles is as good as you're going to get at this stage in free agency. He is. He's about as good of a backup as you can ask for at the quarterback position um, without being a full-time starter. And I agree with you. I think he is. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for our look at the offseason. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I know we certainly enjoy just talking about it, just kind of recapping. You know, the, there's a lot that happened this offseason, a lot more than what happened the previous offseason. Yes. There's a lot more to go over in our minds and a lot more to remember like, oh yeah, uh, this move happened, this move happened. I kind of forgot about that move. Um, but all in all, it was a great offseason, you feel like, for the Colts. And we're really excited to see what they are going to do this next season. Um, I, I loved a lot of these these trades and these signings and these draft guys that the Colts uh, had this year. So I'm really excited to see the impact, how it's all going to come together here in a couple months. And uh, I'm excited for training camp, man, because there's going to be a lot of fun battles with a lot of new additions on this team. Oh, heck yeah, dude. Can't wait. Oh yeah. It's going to be fun. As you know, guys, we're going to be out at training camp. We're going to be enjoying ourselves like always, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all your support. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.